0: Hi there and welcome to the Law of Living Well Podcast. Your place to learn how to show up as your best self so that you can succeed at home, in business and in life. I'm your host Carolee Fontanelli, and as a business owner, lawyer, author, and mum, I understand the challenges that come with making yourself a priority. In this podcast, I share my self-care strategies for well-being and success. Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I'm so glad that you are here today. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to my guest, Karen Phillips. Now, Karen is an incredible woman. She is someone who has an absolute drive and passion, and it is her mission in life to uplift other women. She is absolutely amazing and uplifts other women through various programs and events that she creates, and she's spent her life doing this. She's just a sensationally funny lady. She um, runs events that I attend on a regular basis, and they are always a hoot. We are always in hysterics and leave the event feeling happy, uplifted, and full of energy. Karen and I talk about why it's so important to uplift other women and how she does this through her events. We also talk about the awards programs that she runs and how entering awards for women brings so much value to their lives and why maybe you should consider entering awards for your career and business. But before I get into the interview with Karen, I would love for you to go to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're tuning in from and go and leave me a star rating. A five-star rating would be great if you feel inclined. And I would also love you to leave a review for the podcast. It really does help me because it helps the podcast to rate in the iTunes and Spotify settings so that more people get to hear and find the podcast. So if you could do that, I would super appreciate it. And that would be really amazing. But for now, let's get into the interview with Karen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Karen. I'm so excited to speak to you today about all things women and uplifting women. Um, You and I know each other quite well from the Gold Coast and you, and in fact, most people from the Gold Coast know exactly who you are because you are a little bit of a Gold Coast celebrity. (laughs) I'm not sure if you told call me a celebrity. I think that when you're involved
1: in a lot of initiatives across the city, people just get to know your name. But, you know, not quite celebrity status.
0: So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story. And I was just um, saying to you before that there's parts of your story that I don't know as well. So it will be really interesting. So the one thing that I love about Karen Phillips is that she is constantly working towards lifting other women. Um, and I really feel like without you saying it, it is your absolute mission to lift other women up. And um, you do that through lots of different initiatives that you run. So I would love to hear a little bit more about your story so our listeners can learn more about you. Well,
1: firstly, thanks for having me on. And I love the idea of really encompassing living well and, you know, the law of living well, I think it's it's critical for women particularly to think about how we do this in our daily lives and how we actually build ourselves into this journey of, of living, thinking, eating and considering others um, well. And for me, the, the area of women that I've worked in um, began almost 30 years ago now. I've always had a focus on Uh, women's events, women's programs, women in leadership, and very importantly, the core of that sits with empowering women and how best to do that. I'd actually done a variety of work across Australia for um, one of the biggest brands, Westpac, um, one of our big banks in Australia. And I spent a lot of time with women in regional areas and also city areas, and we talked about what was important to them. And it became very clear that women had the a great need to be valued and uh, not only by themselves but by others and what that framework looked like. And so that belief has stayed with me um, over my journey as to how can we find opportunities, how can we build resolve within women to see themselves of value. And Early Rises, um, yes, has been running for 27 years. I feel like I've lived my entire life through this journey. And Early Rises was really... um, commenced as an event, a monthly program of breakfast for women, in fact, where we brought in entertainment and education values, um, 50% of each, and we bring in celebrity speakers from overseas, the likes of Jane Fonda, Australian icons, like the likes of Olivia Newton-John, Taria Pitt, uh, and the list goes on of astounding representatives sharing their life story, and What we've seen with that event particularly, and it's carried on for every month for 27 years, we've had over 700 celebrities and and international speakers share their journey, is that it gave women in particular in the audience, we have a few men, but mainly women, it gave them the opportunity of hearing someone else's story, their good days, their bad hair days, and gave them the opportunity in many ways to, to see themselves within that story and to uplift them. And I think that when we can bring people together, and in particular in my area, women, to have that opportunity of sharing, of celebrating, of realising um, their own dreams through the eyes of others, um, it's a really wondrous thing.
0: Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who are listening who are not from the Gold Coast, um, I will let you know that the Early Rises Breakfast is an event. That is really incredible and everyone on the Gold Coast knows about this event because it has been running for so long. So congratulations on having such longevity on such, you know, an amazing, incredible event because it really does um, help so many women. So when you talk about um, giving women feeling like they are valued, what do you think Um, that type of feeling when a woman feels valued, what that does for her in terms of living well?
1: You know, it sounds crazy, but it sets them free. I think when women feel valued, we feel empowered to take on the world. And that world may be our career, it may be our family, it may be following our dreams, it may be realising our dreams. But I think for all of us, when we feel of value, um, when we feel considered and loved, Um, it gives us the opportunity of being our true, um, brilliant self. And when you see that resolve in someone, when you see someone open up and actually have true belief in uh, in what they're doing is important and that other people see that, um, anything is possible. And it's as simple as that. But when people
0: feel empowered, um, the world can change. Their world can change. Yes, absolutely. So, What brought you to start Early Rises back 27 years ago? How did that happen? And did you think 27 years on you'd be still getting (laughs) up on stage doing what you do at Early Rises? It's
1: interesting when you look back on your journey, it's always so easy to see those key markers. But when you're in the journey, it's very difficult to see sometimes those crossroads of the decisions you make and, and how they'll truly affect your life. I've been working uh, over in Asia and Indonesia for a number of years. And I think one of the key elements of my life has been about really valuing the connections that I have. When I worked in Indonesia, I continued even before computers and technology and the internet was, uh, was opened up to the world, is that I kept those connections alive. And when I came back to Australia, I had the opportunity of working with a hotel, Southern Pacific Hotel Group, which was in Australia and New Zealand at the time, Uh, to actually take on a sales breakfast that they had to bring their their actual clients in for a breakfast. And I was asked by the hotel manager at the time, Greg Cox, if I could take on that um, as a project and to really build it into something grand. And uh, I looked at the basis of that, of bringing women together, and I thought if you're going to do that and women are going to take their own good time at 7am in the morning for two hours, and be in a room to have a great breakfast why not give them some key principles in which they could build their own life but also build their own business or the business they work for from and so early rises or early birds at that time was created uh and developed into more of a, a gathering of women and uh, an arena where women could share unite uh develop and grow from
0: yeah that's interesting so you so you sort of took it on as your own after that after you were involved
1: in the hotel? Yeah, uh, look, uh, that was a key project for the hotel. And I think in life, you know, one of the challenges is is, um, growing an aspect of ourselves called fortitude. And with early birds, as it was originally known, um, different hotel owners took it over. And as part of my belief with that particular program, we needed to involve a charity. It was really critical to be able to give back to the community. And that was a program called Look Good, Feel Better which was all about supporting women going through the cancer journey and and how they were treated and learnt to re-nurture themselves through the use of makeup and wigs. Um, The wigs library at that time was 15 years old. Women were wearing wigs that other women who'd gone through the cancer journey had been wearing for many years. And I felt that we had an opportunity of giving back. And so we actually supported that wig program for um, over a decade. Wow, that's amazing. And that gave thousands of wigs and new wigs and new hairstyles. Um, to those in need. The hotel had a a pivot and a change. They really focused on an international market and they did not see the value of the local market and that concerned me greatly. I mean, we all know that and particularly now that you can't put all your eggs in um, one particular basket and so I felt compelled that um, if they weren't going to hold that event um, and that initiative for the city, that um, I would look at actually launching my own event and um, and take the gutsy move, I must say. They're a client of mine, but um, departing from that relationship. And I think that when you're a consultant, it's easy for your actual client to um, to sack you for want of a better term, but for you to have the courage and gumption to actually step up and say, that isn't aligned with my current or my my core philosophy and to make that decision to not, keep the money coming in, but to go on your own road, knowing that that's um, profoundly where you need to be. And I did that. And I actually created my own organization, my own um, initiative. Uh, the media came on the journey and um, without taking a database or a name from the hotel, uh, the women found the event and came on that journey. And you know, it continued to grow and to flourish because people yearned for that opportunity of coming together. And um, and it continued to grow, and it continues as it is today. Yes, it's
0: amazing. So when you have a bring a whole bunch of women together, like minded women for networking and fun, and all of the things that you do at the breakfast, what do you think it does to the women there in terms of uplifting? Because like for me personally, going along to the Early Rises breakfast, they are the funniest, most fun breakfast that you'll go to ever. Um, but it's just so uplifting and personally for me to be around lots of other women like-minded and having a really fun time, it's it fills your cup in a way that other things can't. So what do you think it does for other women that attend things like that?
1: Well, firstly, it's really um, heartwarming to hear you say that as, um, as a supporter of our events because that truly is the marker for us is that if, one person leaves that event and goes back to their family or back to their office and leads with some light, it is absolutely contagious. And we know that when someone giggles or someone's happy or someone shares a joke, we know that like a ripple effect, um, it actually transports others into the same type of mindset. And I think that we don't do that with a complete agenda. It's absolutely natural. And so kind of like it's, like the you know, Ellen DeGeneres show or the Oprah Winfrey show, whereas um, there aren't necessarily scripts. It's about actually sharing and being in the moment. And uh, it's almost go forth and prosper after the event. And you, you actually see women in cafes afterwards, or they'll send emails to us saying, you know what, that really changed my outlook for that day. Or by hearing that Jane Fonda story, it's really changed the way I see my own life. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, we, we actually work best when we see the reflection of, of ourselves in others, um, and that's some of the greatest learning we can have.
0: Yes, and women, um, having a strong network of women around us is, is such a good way to live well, isn't it? To, and women do that so well when we are in a good network. We're able to open up, get vulnerable, you know, share stories and support each other, and that's what happens through your events.
1: Well, I think it's that sharing that vulnerability, and and I'm going to call it realness, is that when we we are our best selves, when we um, are true and honest about ourselves, and we take out that competitive spirit, sometimes in the boardroom, uh, in the office situation, at front of house, as I call it, um, we tend to be very competitive, or we certainly can be both men and women. And I think that when you bring women together in a like-minded environment, Women tend to be who they really are, and when we see that, we form relationships, we form connections, and that makes us a better, more full person. And if that, you know, happens to each person within the room, we go out and we share that, and you know, collectively we grow and we live more well.
0: Yeah, that's right. So fast forward to um, more the later years, you have been the powerhouse behind the Queensland Women and Business Awards. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the awards
1: themselves um, started based on the fact uh, of giving women the opportunity to be profiled, um, to create a platform for women to actually share their light, share their journey, and really the importance they play in local economies uh, and also um, the value of their business and their initiatives across some cities, metropolitan, regional and remote areas. And in particular, our focus has been Queensland for the first eight years of the awards program. Um, It really came to pass that, you know, over 50% of of businesses are actually um, led by women. Um, And whether that's from innovation, it's from community sector, it's from education, uh, the whole way through to startups, they're led by women. And how do we actually profoundly lead women well? And that's to give them a portal or a platform to showcase their skill sets. And once again, leading back to that value piece of being valued. And so we launched the awards program, which is now developed into um, an annual awards program across different regions and, and metropolitan areas in Queensland in particular, but very much so also a leadership program as well, where we actually have opportunities of masterclasses working with our university partners and schools, as well as government and major media partners um, to actually transport, develop, nurture, and connect those women with like-minded women in enterprise. Uh, and it's been a joy to watch and to see the collaborations form. really importantly, it's been wonderful. Um, you know, there's kind of a saying that when a man wins an award, and this is just a saying, but when a man wins an award, um, he, you know, thanks thanks those and, and takes the accolade. When a woman receives an award, she feels that she needs to step up to actually truly deserve the accolade she's received. And so we see these women continue to stretch, to diverse, to grow. And um, and that's remarkable in its own sense. So really, do we see an award winner or um, one of our finalists, or in fact our uh, many awardees of merit or those now alumni, actually just take the award and pop it on their mantle. But um, furthermore, they actually, you know, continue to connect, collaborate, and to grow.
0: And with um, with the awards, one of the things that I really love about your particular awards program is you're not seeking or encouraging just the, you know, most entrepreneurial person to apply for the awards. There's awards for uh, high school students, university students, right through right through to people who are you know taking over the world in their business so what tell us about how you developed about those programs and how they give value to those younger women coming through I, I think that by having an opportunity for young women
1: um, to see a mentor to hear a story and it's that once again is that mirrored reflection, is it gives them the hope and belief that um, there's not just run, one right way of following um, their path or creating a journey for themselves. And so by bringing our young future emerging leaders in with our you know, astounding, remarkable um, achievers and leaders, we give that arena um, warmth, nurturing opportunities, mentorship opportunities, and really the, um, yeah, our younger women, the vision to see what they could do or who they could become. And I think that's critical. This is all about, you know, really leaders, um, not only being part of the awards program, but really being part of an initiative that is established to develop women of all ages, of all backgrounds, um, and not only our leaders, but we also have awards for women who work within an organisation and are a critical part of that cog. They may never aim to or want to be the managing director or the CFO. They are content within their own position currently, but to actually value them is critically important because that's what makes up so many of our organisations. A pyramid is never just about the, the pointy end of the top. It's always about that the middle and the, the structure of the foundation of it. So by bringing these women together, um, they learn. They learn, but they also connect. And I think the value of connection can never be underestimated. And women are great at this. You know, When we take ourselves back to the caveman era, you know, we were the ones who sat and nurtured children, who talked, who communicated who added value through camaraderie and really that collaboration of skill sets and nothing in many ways has changed when we come together as a collective we're actually able to shine each other's best light and in doing so shine our own.
0: Yes and so on that topic you know there's a lot of women might feel that there's people in their sphere that are in competition with them say um, and it can make you It can make you withhold or it can make you not celebrate. You know, you can feel like you don't want to celebrate other women. You celebrate other women and lift other women up so much. Um, What do you think as a community lifting each other up rather than um, not doing so does for us as a community but also individually?
1: Look, as a community, it is this very essence and um, fabric of a community is to support and nurture each other. We all come with a different set of skills. We all come with, you know, different variants of knowledge and that changes throughout our life. We all come with our own personality set. And when you combine the brilliance of others, um, there is no stopping us. So when you build a platform and an arena, as I like to call it, of shared collaboration, Um, we all grow um, exponentially. And I think that's where the true value lies. I think that, yes, you know, we need to be honest as well is to show our underbelly and say women can be highly competitive. Um, The old queen bee syndrome is alive and well and there are many queen bees and many, you know, emerging princesses that see it their God-given right to um, betray other women. And I always have this belief that, you know, we put our hands down, or not we, you and I, but others put their hands down and say, "Yes, I'm. I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to, to build you up and to come to the top of the wall where you can see the valley." And as we're they're shining and putting their hand up, we slip our hand in baby oil and then put it forward so they are going to slip and not fall. <laughs> and we say, "Well, you actually managed to climb. We'll see you at the top." <laughs> well, we've you know, all come across that. people
0: like that in our lives, <laughs> haven't we? Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, <baby oil. laughs> The
1: baby oil babes I call them, <laughs> like, you know, and there is truth in that, that we, we look to be supportive, but in actual fact, we're not. And I think this is coming back to this whole essence you've developed about, you know, the law of living well, is how do we truly within our own heart, within our own mind, um, support those in their journey? Because we each have individual journeys and in, in the truth of light, we're not in competition with each other because we all bring our own personal attributes. Yes. Someone yeah. will love working with me because of the way I work. Someone will love working with you because of the way you work. Some won't. Um, and that's the world. Yes, it is competitive, but it doesn't mean that we can't support each other to be our best selves. You're never really competing business. because you, no one else can be you, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, and we know that. I mean, we, you know, we do hear those words, we are unique. And we hear them and we hear them, but whether we actually believe them. And this comes back to this, you know, um, really critical aspect of, of self-belief and self-empowerment for women um, as to how we respect ourselves, uh, how we nurture ourselves and very much how we consider ourselves. I, I talk about women, you know, would you treat your best friend like this? Well, then why are you treating yourself like yes, this? Yes, exactly. So, yeah. you know, talk to, you, talk to yourself like you are your best friend. Um, empower yourself, Um, you know, push yourself as your best friend would do. And when we consider ourselves in a third-person party in actual way, we sometimes get to see, yes, the foibles, but the true richness in which we have.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's one of the amazing things about you that I love is that you are what I would call a connector. You are someone who connects people um, from different angles of life and, you know, with the awards, with the um, early rises, and also you are a little bit of a connector in um, higher places, like in the government, for example. So can you tell us about the event that you invited me to, which was incredible, where we did a round table with some amazing, incredible women who are in our government? Yes, Maurice
1: Payne, who's the um, Australian Federal Minister for Women, um, we actually hadn't, as an example on the Gold Coast, which is, you know, where my um, our big state office is based, is that we've never actually had the Minister for Women in the history of Australia visit the Gold Coast and share and connect um, with our female business leaders. And I saw that as, you know, a stumbling block to both their understanding of what's happening within a particular city, being the Gold Coast, but very importantly, a loss for our women not to understand what was happening federally and what opportunities lie there and some of those really critical initiatives that need to be spoken about and and talked around the table. And so having that opportunity of bringing women together and to share their light uh, and their key industry initiatives with the minister gave her the opportunity of, you know, going back to Canberra and being able to add us into that conversation. And I think that's critical. If you're not if you don't have a seat at the table, you don't have a right to speak. And so, or your voice isn't heard. And I think that, you know, a really great saying is you must speak to the ears that listen. And when you have those opportunities, you must grab them with both hands. And sometimes it's as simple as asking. If the answer is no, you've lost nothing. But if the answer is yes, look at the opportunities that can be born from that. And, you know, from that initial opportunity, I was actually invited to represent Australia at the United Nations for the Global Congress of Women for 2020 in New York um, to spend two weeks with um, international representatives from right across the globe talking about those critical issues of advancing women, women's empowerment, but very importantly, of course, um, that diversity in, in the business and workforce and, uh, and also those needs of women in third world countries.
0: Yeah, and that is absolutely incredible. That is so amazing that we have someone on the Gold Coast, who is representing women at that level. It's it's just amazing. That is absolutely incredible that you are able to, um, you know, have the confidence to speak up on behalf of us and to be able to gather a table like that with um, the Minister for Women. I just wanted to ask you, what goes through your mind or how do you, like, Find that confidence to be able to ask really bold, brave questions to people in places like the government. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
1: mean, us look there are scary moments, and I think there's scary moments for us all. And I, yes, my hand is up, even though you can't see it. Um, I too have those scary moments, and that you know, disbelief in myself or why me or why was I selected or, you know, when I'm standing in front of an audience of a 1,000 people at a major industry international convention, you do have that moment before you go on stage of, uh, I hope that I'm enough. And I think many of us throughout our lives have that very question, am I enough? Will I be enough? Will I meet their expectations? Will I ask the most dumb question in the room? Um, will I embarrass myself? Will I not do myself and my family and my business proud? And the answer is, this is life. This is a journey. We're not going to be right every time. We're not going to be perfect every time. But if we don't practice, um, people say to me, how do you get up and speak in front of, you know, thousands of people, or hundreds of people on stage? I guess it's practice. It's my happy spot. It's my joysville. I love it. You're and very, very good at it. it well. You're very, very good <laughs> at it. Well, uh, you know, I, I have faith that I do that well. Um, You know, if you ask Sally Pearson, how good is she at the hurdle? She's a world champion. She does it well. She feels happy in that space. So for all of us, it's about finding those spaces that we are happy in, that we're confident in, that we have belief in ourselves. Will we be perfect every time? No. Uh, before Zoom and before Um, You know, lots of recordings were available, I'm sure, and I know, and I can think of them now, there are moments on stage where I was not my best version of myself and I wished I'd just shrunk and fallen off the stage and had a conniption, as I call it. It would have been much more effective. (laughs) But Um, the answer is I lived through those and they have stretched me and made me a better person and it's no different for any of us in what we do.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing, right, like so many of us, and going back to your awards... I think the thing with um, with the awards and something that I wanted to encourage people to do who might be on here who are listening, um, who are in business or who are um, school leavers or whoever, whatever you might be doing, you know, you can't wait for people to nominate you, for example, for awards and um, sometimes you need to put yourself out there and nominate yourself and make those applications for the awards such as the Queensland Women in Business Awards. What do you say to women out there who might feel like they're not enough to be making an application like that, but they'd really like to? The interesting thing is, Carolee, is that almost all our
1: winners tell us they're not worthy and they cannot believe when they stood on that stage that when they heard the um, profile of the other finalists, how could they have won against such incredible women? So we all have that little niggling voice in our head that tells us we're not good enough, which of course is just ourselves. Um, but the fact is when you go through an awards process and you know there are some fantastic international awards and great Australian awards, and we're certainly proud to, to operate one of those, is that you sit down and have to review yourself, review your journey, review where you've come from, look at those key milestones, and look at your vision for the future. And that in itself, um, whether you receive an award, whether in our awards you're an awardee of merit, so you're recognised publicly for your you know, astounding work and remarkable skill sets, is that you've actually taken that time to kind of pull apart your history, your career, and put it back together and have a look at it. The value in that is truly remarkable. Yes, Because it, is. it yeah. stretches you. Um, going through for many women sitting in front of a panel and being interviewed, they haven't done that maybe ever. Yes, for hundred many percent. years. So yeah. having to go through that process, it stretches you. And as we know, when you're stretched, you never return the same. And that's the that's why we do the awards. It's not to hand out badges or certificates. It's actually to stretch women to show them to give a, a mirror to hold up towards them. Just re review their capabilities, their successes, to recognise exactly who they are and how far they've come. That in many ways is what an awards program is about. It's to give people the reflection to then give them the commitment, to then give them the opportunity to move to even greater.
0: Yeah, um, and so it comes back again to what you said in the very beginning of the podcast, which was about giving women, um, showing them their value. Yeah, but this is self-value because um, it's not just the judges saying it, it's
1: walking out and saying, I didn't do that well, I did this well, I can learn this next Mm -hmm. time. So it's a stretching experience and and that is that self, you know, gauging um, of your skill sets and then you go away and you practice it or you learn new skill sets. So it is finding value within ourselves and that's why we call, you know, awards are about a recognition program um, for us to recognise you as part of the process but more importantly, for you to recognise just how far you've come, and that you know is truly um, of, you know, it's invaluable that experience. Yes,
0: and it's not not to also mention what great value um, entering awards does not just for yourself, but for your team, for your business, and for the all the external things related to you as well. Yeah, and for your family. Mm. You know,
1: we. You know, I know one of our. Um, One of our great winners said that, you know, her husband had seen her working. He'd seen what she does, but there's an expectation. She's a mother, um, she's a wife, she works within the business. And yes, she does extraordinary things, but that just becomes every day. It becomes, you know, monotonous because it's just part of what the structure of the business is like. When he saw her on stage and be revered for what she has achieved, he saw a different person. He saw her through the eyes of the audience. And for that, he was eternally grateful. For that, she was eternally grateful. I love that, yeah. Yeah, she he saw her for who she, who she shone on that stage. And it gives me goosebumps now talking about that at one, just one experience because it changed their lives. Uh, and I think, you
0: know, the value of that um, is priceless. Yes, absolutely. Well, as an employer, I entered one of my team members into the Rotary Vocational Awards last year and um, she's an admin team member and what that did for her in terms of value for our team, for her personally, her whole family came to the Rotary dinner. She was recognised as a, you know, standout employee in our business and, you know, it's it's amazing and well worth the effort um, to enter someone into the award or to enter yourself into an award and nominate yourself.
1: And I think that's um, a critical um, thought as well, Carolee, is to mention that many women won't enter an award themselves because they think it's boastful. Uh, and in actual fact, you know, men will have their team do it in yes. most situations, whereas a woman would be perhaps even embarrassed to ask her team to say, look, you know, I'd like to enter these awards, or she feels she has to say, add to that sentence, oh, for our organisation. Yes, yeah. Not for her. So, um, you know, in our awards program, it makes no difference um, judging-wise or percentage-wise, point-scoring-wise. Who's
0: nominated you?
1: Yeah, who's nominated you? You're in the
0: room. And as I
1: said earlier in our program, is that, you know, you're at the table. If you're not at the table, you don't have a voice. and So so, how do
0: you find that voice? There's so many, um, you know, with men and women, the difference between us is men are driven a lot more by ego, even decisions and all of that kind of thing. And for women... It's such an advantage at times that we're not driven by our egos, but then at other in other times it, it is a disadvantage that we're not so ego-driven, isn't it? Because we're not Look, putting absolutely. ourselves out there as much. And I think that, you know, when uh, we first began the awards program and did national
1: research for two years prior, that was alarmingly true, is that women didn't want awards because they thought it was showing off, but in actual fact, an awards program provides the ultimate platform for profiling um, and for shining a light on your actual abilities. And so therefore, you know, it is in itself the essence of how we effectively um, showcase one's skill set and celebrate their career and their achievements. But really importantly um, in in our awards program for the Women in Business Awards of Australia, where the women come together and collaborate We have seen adult friendships. Uh, You know, it's easy when you're younger to make friendships. It's easy if you've got kids at school to make friendships with other mums, for example. But when you're in your career and you're leading an organisation, for many women they're working in a silo, so they're on their own. Um, And to actually reach out and create friendships, they have to show their underbelly and um, show their true abilities and self, and so for many they just wilter back and just, you know, be the leader of their team. When women come together through an awards program like ours is that they actually seek out other like-minded women uh, and perhaps from different industry sectors. And we've seen some remarkable friendships and really importantly, some business collaborations occur because of the awards program.
0: Yes, I love it. So if anyone is listening and you've ever thought about entering an award, or even if you haven't, research awards in your area or your industry or whatever it might be and put yourself out there, don't don't you think, Karen? look, put yourself out there. What's the worst that can happen?
1: <laughs> you never hear back from them. Exactly. That, just as an example, if that happened, that you've had to write the actual entry, well, you've actually written something about yourself. You've learned about yourself. So I see that as you know a growth opportunity opposed to an embarrassing moment in time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been amazing having you on the podcast. I knew inviting you on the podcast was going to be a good. It was going to be a good one, and because uh, <laughs> you. you've always got a story, and there's um, we never have any lack of things to talk about. So it's been excellent having you on, and I wish you all the best for the coming weeks and months. As an event organizer, it must be very very challenging in this COVID nineteen time, but we'll all get through it. So you know, we'll all we'll all get through it and this is training us for what's to come
1: and I think that we have to look with the power of positivity into ourselves and outwards to reconsider our destiny, our future and really not only our next chapter but the current chapter we're in. Um, it's easy to be negative, it's easier to be, you know, um, to look at ourselves with um, a lost soul but we have to dig deep in times like this and and the true power of leadership is when the challenges arise, it's not when the sea is easy.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, it's been great chatting to you and we will be catching up soon, I'm sure.
1: Best wishes everybody.